Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's the breakfast huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's been just over a week since Malaysia's election commission announced the dates for the country's 15th general election. So take note of two Saturdays. November the 5th is nomination day. The actual polling day is on November 19th, but there will be some early voting on November the 15th. So let's find out what's going on from across the causeway. Uh, Keith Kam, a journalist at BFM 89.9 in Kuala Lumpur, joins us for some updates. Good morning, Keith. Good morning, Elliot. You must be a busy man. We've got the dates now, and it looks like it's going to be a 14-day campaign period. Keith, what happens from now? I mean, is everyone happy about this? Because uh, we're going into the monsoon season uh, as far as polling day is concerned. Yeah, I mean, we've been experiencing rains for the last few months or so. In fact, uh, I think that there were some uh, issues with the flooding in, in Malacca. Mm. But I think this is just expected to continue until the end, end of the year. Uh, whatever it is, we hope that it doesn't disrupt the election process too much. But yeah, I mean, like you said, 14-day campaign period. It really is uh, what we've been seeing typically. Um, and it's also quite refreshing to note that polling date this time around is on a Saturday because the last time was a Wednesday and that caused quite a bit of a ruckus because people would have to take time off work and it did seem at that time like uh, incumbent government at that time were not was not keen to get people to to vote so this time being on a saturday you know nobody's complaining about that however 14-day campaign period has been uh, has been seen as a bit of a too short a time for malaysians living overseas to you know put their ballots in because they received the papers on uh, nomination day well, a couple of days after that, because that's when the EC sends it out, and they need to send everything back within that 14-day time frame. And you know, given the postal services or the courier services right now, and and all, all these uh, issues, there might not be enough enough time. All right, uh, Keith. So you're talking about overseas Malaysian voters, right? Can we go mm-hmm. back to the 14th GE? Just refresh our memories a bit. Malaysians living in Singapore were they counted as postal voters? What was the story then? Okay, so um, that time, in fact, Malaysians living in um, areas, territories bordering Malaysia, so we're talking about Brunei, uh, Kalimantan in Indonesia, as well as southern Thailand, they were not counted as overseas voters, so they had to, whatever the case may be, they had to somehow find their way back to Malaysia on, on polling day uh, to go back to their constituencies to, to cast their votes. But uh, there were some reforms that were done after the, the government at that time was, sworn, was, was, was brought in. Uh, the election commission made some changes and so these people are now included as, as overseas voters. But I think they've sort of missed the deadline to register as postal voters mm. because the deadline was on the 23rd of uh, October. So th- there, there would actually be a, a, a process for them to um, register as postal voters so that the election commission would send the ballots over to them uh, wherever they may be. Okay. Uh, Keith, we've got less than a week to go before nomination day. Do we have a sense of who's running where yet? Well, you know, if you really want to know exactly who is running where, we'll actually have to wait until nomination day because mm-hmm. uh, that's when the election commission has final say on who is or who okay. is not uh, eligible. You, you have to go in, fill up forms, bring a seconder, 
there will be a period where the name of the uh, person being nominated will be stuck outside the uh, uh, the nomination centre and any objections, you have that one hour, at least I think it was an hour, but um, within that morning itself, you'd, you'd have to put your uh, objections in. The Election Commission would then you know, check to make sure that you're not a bankrupt, you're not convicted of anything, you haven't been convicted of anything before, before they actually confirm you as, as a candidate. So what we do know right now is that what we have is that proposals that uh, Pakatan Harapan Chairman, that's uh, Anwar Ibrahim, formerly he was the MP for Port Dixon in, in Negeri Sambilan, will likely contest in the Tabun constituency that's in Perak. The incumbent there is Ahmad Faisal Azumu. He is the, he is the caretaker uh, youth and sports minister at one time, the chief minister of Perak as well. Um, what's interesting is that he was uh, also from the Bersatu party, which pulled out of the Pakatan Harapan, causing the collapse. That will be an interesting thing to, to watch. Different parties have also put forward three PM candidates, uh, named three PM candidates for themselves. We've got uh, Anwar, of course, uh, Mahadir Mohammed, and the caretaker prime minister, Ismail Sabri Yaakob, uh, for Barisan National. Some interesting promises were made as well. Uh, we have uh, Ahmad Zahid Hamidi. He promised that there will be Two deputy prime ministers' posts. One will include someone from Sabah and one from for someone in, in Sarawak. And Anwar says the DPM would be from either Sabah or Sarawak. I, whatever the case may be, this will be the first time we are seeing a deputy prime minister in uh, well since the Pakatan Harapan government days. Should be quite an interesting one to follow as well. I've been speaking with Keith Kam, a journalist at BFM eighty nine point nine in Kuala Lumpur. Keith, appreciate your time this morning. Take care. Have a good day. You too. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.